Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to another Eye Clarity podcast as part of our summit special. Yes, we're having the summit, Whole Health Summit, January 14th to the 16th, 2022. And one of the featured speakers is a guest today. Her name is Emma Destrube and she is a colleague and friend of mine, wonderful person. And she, just a little background about her. She's an acupuncturist, herbalist, and a physician of East Asian medicine. She also um, teaches weekly online classes called SOMA, a continuum-based subtle movement, breath movement, and embodied meditation practice. She uh, studied under Emily Conrad, our our, um, distinguished colleague, founder of Continuum. Um, And together, this is interesting, she and Emily actually researched and developed fluid movements, sounding protocols for neuromuscular compromises and other therapeutic applications. And I know when I used to go to the studio, I used to see Emma there and it was it was great to be with her and Emily. So um, Emma, it's great to have you on the program today. Uh, How's it going? How are you doing? Great. I'm so well. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So we're coming into the solstice season, and I know we both feel there's a certain harmonization, and we, with our communities, we bring them together at this solstice time. What does solstice mean to you, and how do you express it? How do you, um, you know, integrate it in your practice and, you know, in your personal life? Yeah, so the solstice is the seasonal node here in the middle of the winter, the shortest day of the year. And when we look at the world around us, nature changes according to the seasons. We see this so clearly. And when we look at our bodies, our internal worlds are a microcosm of the universe. So as the seasonal turning happens externally, a seasonal shift is also happening within our bodies. So as an acupuncturist, one of our primary diagnostic tools is reading the radial pulse of the wrist. And we see that a normal pulse or a healthy pulse changes according to the seasons. So we're not separate from our environments. And one of the most primary tenets of Chinese medicine is that when we can harmonize our way of living and our bodies with the external world, that is health. So when we're living out of consort with the natural world, that's when disharmonies that lead to disease tend to arise. So for me, the solstice is this incredibly important time to allow ourselves to come in. We see that in nature, everything is coming inwards. There's this entropic contracting movement that started in the fall, the trees dropping their leaves, drawing their nutrients down into their trunks and into their roots for storage through the winter. We see animals scurrying around and collecting their their, um, fruits and berries to last them through the winter. 
And um, it's, yeah, so there's this moment of coming in, culminating at the solstice, this darkest, darkest time. So it's an opportunity to allow ourselves to slow down, to rest inwards, to incubate, and to um, come together with our communities to celebrate in this solstice moment, the returning of the light. So it marks this tipping point between an inwards contracting energy and an outward expansion of energy that we start to see visible in the springtime, but that is seeded in this depth, depth of the dark winter. And I see that you're doing a gathering called the Mysterious Pass, <clears throat> which is coming up. Could you talk about that? Uh, uh, I know a lot of my community is, is very intrigued in, in what you're presenting. Yeah, I'd be happy to welcome you. So this is a workshop, it's a four hour workshop this coming Sunday, the 19th, 9.30 to 1.30 Pacific time. And this is a chance for us to come together as a community and rest into some very gentle, soft breath and movement practices that can allow us to rest into that incubatory space to take some time out of all this dross and clamor of the outside world that sort of gets so loud at this time, yeah. which is so contrary to really what's needed yeah. you know, to what we see in nature. Yeah. Oh, it allows us to rest in. And I named it the mysterious past because it refers to this mysterious turning of life where this moment from death or the coming inwards of things to this fresh life. From a Chinese medicine perspective, we're in the water element. We know that water is fundamental to all of life, that there's this mysterious intelligence and quality to water that has the capacity to spark new life. So we're entering that mysterious past. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I'm so excited uh, when I saw it that uh, that you're doing something like this. And you know, it is sorely needed because this is the time of year when we go in, but I see so many people frenetically, you know, on the road and the stores, the shopping, and everybody's still so externalized. And so what you're presenting is an opportunity for us to follow the rhythms of nature. And in doing that, uh, it's such a I would imagine a rejuvenation, um, you know, reset uh, as we move into the new year. And yeah, it's a helpful so uh, place. I will definitely, yeah, go it's ahead. It's a helpful place to plant these seeds that we can then begin mm -hmm. to incubate and then give rise, nurture in the spring. Yeah. So we're here, we're here with Emma Destrubay, who's a licensed acupuncturist, herbalist, She's also a somatic movement therapist and continuum teacher, colleague of mine, and uh, she's going to be one of the featured speakers at my upcoming Whole Health Summit in January. So Emma, let's move to the body, the soma. And one of the questions that uh, I get a lot, and I would love to hear your perspective, is what is a body for? Why do we have a body? Here we are with a great question, you know, the great question. Yeah. Why are we here? Yes, what are we yes. doing? Here we find ourselves embodied that this here, my physical body is the locus of my experience. And, and why, you know, we really don't know, but all of the practices that I'm interested in engaging are ones that are inquiring into that question. I think that our bodies represent a living process, an extension of billions of years of a planetary process that have somehow arrived into this 
moment, here I am, Emma, I'm this sort of size and shape in this part of the land right now, right here. <clears throat> and again, why? We don't know. But when we, when we inquire inwards, when we turn the awareness of our attention, that light of our attention, mm-hmm. from an outward direction to an inner one, we can start to illuminate what's inside and discover um, or be, be uh, delivered into an experience of, of life that in some way our body contains this mysterious intelligence, this bio-intelligence that grew us in the first place, that moves this process, this growth and development of life, and that we do have the opportunity to participate with that and be moved by it and be informed by it. So I think when we, the answer to the question is, I think something that isn't really translatable into language, but that we can start to learn to sense the movement, which carries the message of what is the body? Why am I here? Who am I? Yeah, and I think some ingredients of that, well said, is body sensation, slowing down, and the components of continuum especially can help us access that. I'm curious to know um, what what you observe and what your inquiry is around um, body intelligence for healing. What What's all that about? People ask me all the time. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, so the intelligence of our bodies is sovereign. There's nothing that we can do as humans with our little brains that can that can trump the intelligence of our bodies. Any healing process is always, always it has to support the internal innate intelligence of our bodies that really is what grew us in the first place. There's no way that each of us could have grown ourselves, you know, that's happening. Um, yeah, with this innate intelligence. So I think that that intelligence is is primary for any healing process, whether you're repairing a a limb or a cut or a broken bone, or you're healing from mental illness, no matter what it is that we're working with, we're always working with that um, innate intelligence. And most of the time, it all it requires is, is for us to get out of the way. So the things that we can do to support the movement of that intelligence are slowing down, like you mentioned, softening, creating a context where that intelligence and that movement can move us can be uninhibited. It's always about setting the table, creating a context. Yeah, so so true. Um, <clears throat> I I appreciate uh, hearing from from you on this, you know, because especially when we get into our classes and we start, uh, you know, showing different sounds or different movement motifs or breathing uh, processes. The magic really takes over and uh, when we get out of the way, as you say, uh, amazing things can happen and we both have seen that, uh, which is uh, so inspiring. And I know it's, it's something that people will automatically get during the health summit that just your presence and energy will convey that and I think it's so needed today because there's so much frenetic energy going on and a lot of fear. Um, so, um, I, I appreciate your, uh, your validating the perspective that I hold. Uh, so we are here with Emma Destrube. She is a licensed acupuncturist. She actually has a holistic health practice, healing arts practice in Los Angeles. So if you live in Southern California, 
I highly recommend you connect with Emma. She's also doing a, a workshop this Sunday called The Mysterious Pass, and you can find her both on Instagram and her website, which I will put in the notes. I'd like to shift a little bit and talk about, um, as we move into 2022, um, what are some of the things on the horizon that you want to convey to your students in your classes? What are you gonna be focusing on? What's inspiring you in terms of your teaching? Mm. One theme that's been really coming up, I'm seeing it in my patients and my students, is the theme around receptivity. That the culture we live in is so externally driven and is constantly asking us to go out and affirming that our, um, or inferring that our, our value is in our outward movement, in our productivity, in our capacity to make and produce. And I'm really interested and I see a lot of people struggle with these themes of receptivity. How can we allow ourselves to let things in, let good things in, let care in, let touch in, let good sensations in, nourishment, nurturing, you know, self-care is kind of having such a big moment, but oftentimes the things that are listed under that category are still very external and still create one more thing to sort of check off your list. So I'm interested in creating spaces that allow us to really practice what does it mean to allow ourselves to simply receive the support of the earth it's always here for us we're yeah. always held how can we let that in how can we allow ourselves to receive the nourishment of our breath just practicing these themes in these very subtle very tangible somatic ways that bring us into a deeper relationship with ourselves with our sensations and allow us to then move into the world in a more grounded, more nourished place, very literally. Mm -hmm. And what do you say to people when they they maybe start feeling pleasure, but they they stop themselves or they don't they don't know what to do with that <laughs> sensation? How do you help them uh, go into pleasure? This happens all the time for all of us. You know, we all yeah. have the defenses oh, that we put in place in, you know, kindergarten when they said, like, yeah. sit down, sit still, don't move, don't play, don't, you know, don't move your face <laughs> this way. There's so many rules to how we need to engage as a civilization, as a culture, which yeah. are important oh, for its God. functioning. And they yeah. do lock us in into what's appropriate and what's not. And I think especially when it yes. comes to pleasure, culturally, we have this, like, pleasure is permitted in the bedroom and anything else needs to be... Right sort of conventionally uncomfortable, sort of stiff and uh, polite. Yeah. And, you know, there's a reason for that. It's important that we have queer boundaries that, you know, all of that, of course. And when we look to our animal friends, we just watch them like lounge in the sun and receive that warmth mm. on their bodies. Just these simple moments of enjoyment. You can watch a kid splashing in water. So how can we start to give ourselves the permission? It starts with just permission to allow good sensation. I see this so often with my patients, like someone yesterday, I was treating neck pain and their neck felt so much better, but then immediately they're looking for the pain. So we have this kind of <laughs> this angle, you know, like, oh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, I found it a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, yeah right. So we yeah. always have this kind of, yeah, angle on looking for pain. So one question that I find really helpful for that is to ask, what else is here? Yes, I feel the pain. Yes, I feel the discomfort. And what else can I feel right now? 
oh, I can feel the texture of my shirt on my skin or my sits bo sit bones sinking into the pillow I'm sitting on. Those things feel nice. I can feel the air around me. So starting with these just very simple, good sensations, neutral to good sensations and allowing ourselves to just stay with it, to keep returning to it and to, to enjoy it. Really starts with the most simple things. A lot of the practices I offer are like a laboratory, you know, giving us a place to practice these very simple elements that have big ripples. Yeah, and I've taken some of your classes and you create such a, a safe container for people to feel those things. Because, you know, when we do slow down, uh, a lot of times, if it isn't a safe environment, we, we move into a recoil uh, and, you know, that that really freezes us. But in taking your classes, I have experienced such a level of spaciousness, but there's also a container. And, and you know, for anybody out there, I highly recommend uh, connecting with Emma and either through her holistic health practice or her classes and workshops, because she offers such a, such a vast um, spaciousness that you know you can really move through some things that maybe have been chronic in your in your life and so um i'm so looking forward to having you uh at the summit and um how can people uh get in touch with you emma what's the what's the best way to connect to you the best way to reach me is through my website emmadestrave.com joining my newsletter is a wonderful way to keep in touch with what's going on i send missive mm -hmm. out very infrequently to let you know what I'm up to. Um, that's usually the first place I announce things. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the best way. You can reach out by email through there. And, and Instagram. You, you're I'm very active on Instagram. So that's, yeah, so here. that's, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, well, we'll look forward to having you uh, at the Health Summit and I'm sure we'll connect before. Thank you for your generosity of spirit and being part of the show today and I wish you the best and have a great solstice and as we move into the new year. Thank you so much, Sam. You too. Take good care. Uh, okay. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.